0: in this session of look at the book i want to ask the very weighty doctrinal question about where election where the doctrine of election comes from and i want to go about answering that question in an unusual way not by going to the classic texts where the word election is used like ephesians 1 or romans 11 but rather by simply following the flow of thought in the way Luke narrates in the book of Acts how Paul's preaching works. Because I think it has a, a walloping impact when you see a doctrine almost inadvertently referred to as though it's the most common thing in the world. So, Father, teach us what the doctrine of election is, whether it's really here, what difference it makes in our lives. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Paul has come in Acts 13, uh, 46 to 48, to Antioch of Pisidia, and he preached last Sabbath in the synagogue, a whole long sermon in in 1317 to 41. And then he came back this Sabbath that we're reading about here. And instead of getting to preach his sermon, he gets a tremendous amount of opposition. And we pick it up here. And Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly, saying, It was necessary that the word of God be preached first to you, namely, you Jews in the synagogue who have just driven us out. Now, let me pause here and say, okay, what does he mean by the word of God? Well, he preached the whole sermon last uh, Saturday, the, the last Sabbath. But here's, here's the climax of it, back in 1338 to 39. Let it be known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man, Jesus, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and by him, everyone. This is what's so gospel about it. Everyone who believes, not works, but believes is justified from everything from which you could not be justified in the law of Moses. So all the works of the law that you have performed that never measure up, Christ has come to do what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, and anyone who believes in this man, gets forgiveness of sins, and gets a just standing before God. So that was the climax of the, the word of God last time. Since you thrust it aside and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, So when you thrust aside the Word of God and the offer of justification and forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ, what you are in effect saying is, I decide that I will not qualify for eternal life. This is not a humble statement, I'm unworthy, and therefore I need grace. This is a statement of pride that says, I'm not a suitable candidate, and I don't want to think about it anymore, so you guys can get out of the synagogue, So you judge yourselves unworthy, which means you lose eternal life when you thrust the gospel aside. This is an eternal life issue. If somebody ever asks you, will Jewish people who reject the word of God and reject the Messiah who offers forgiveness lose their salvation, that is, not have salvation, here's the answer. They will not have eternal life. Behold, we are turning now to the Gentiles— For so the Lord commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for Gentiles that you may bring salvation, which is the opposite of losing eternal life, to the ends of the earth. And then here comes the key sentence, verse 48. When the Gentiles heard this, Gentiles now heard this, they began rejoicing. You mean we can get in on this eternal life and this salvation? They begin rejoicing, glorifying the word of the Lord, not not thrusting it away, glorifying the word of the Lord. And then Luke simply comments as though it was the most natural thing in the world. As many as were appointed to eternal life believed. that's the th- this word here appointed you could say elected chosen this is the doctrine of election those who were appointed to eternal life believed it doesn't say the other way around it doesn't say those who believed were appointed to eternal life but those who were appointed to eternal life believed so let's let's step back and ask what uh, we can learn about the doctrine of election. As many as were appointed to eternal life believed, I'm just going to make a list. of. I think I've got about five or six things, and I'll just jot them real quick, and you test whether these things are implied right here in that sentence. Number one, election or the appointment of people to eternal life election is is not based on foreseen faith. Some theologies say election doesn't contradict human, autonomy because God waits and he foresees their faith and then he chooses them on the basis of foreseen faith. That simply won't work here because this faith is the result of this appointment, not the other way around. They are not appointed because they believe they believe because they were appointed. So election is not based on foreseen faith. Second conclusion, my faith In your faith, if you're a believer, my faith is owing to God's grace, God's initiative. This sentence tells me you must be done forever, John Piper, with thinking that you were the decisive origin or cause of your faith. This glorious appointment owing to nothing in you is why you believe. My faith is owing to God's grace. Third observation. I was rescued from sentencing myself to death or hell since you thrust it aside you judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life this is a a self death sentence and they are guilty for it this is why they will perish they will perish for this thrusting the gospel aside refusing Jesus Christ and I was Rescued from doing that by this appointment and would have been guilty just like they if I hadn't been. Fourth observation the gospel is for everyone, and I'm drawing that from verse 39. By him, everyone who believes is justified. We offer the gospel indiscriminately to everyone. We don't try to go back into the decrees of God and say, okay, who have you appointed for eternal life? We'll only preach to those people. There's a name for that. It's called hyper-Calvinism. You decide ahead of time if you can figure out who the elect are, and then you don't preach to anybody else. That's exactly the opposite of what Paul did. He preached to everybody and offered it freely to everyone which leads to the last thing i'll write we know who the elect are by who believes you don't get it the other way around you when you believe in the doctrine of election that's taught right here you go out into the world preaching with boldness and confidence, declaring eternal life and forgiveness of sins and justification to absolutely everyone without trying to decide who the elect are. And the elect show who they are by believing, because as many as were appointed to eternal life will eventually believe.